Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Ministries International. We value the Word of God as an instrument of growth in our lives, using it to mend our ways, align our thinking, and ultimately bring restoration. We trust that you will be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. This is a session that I called because I was impressed by the Spirit to share a few thoughts around prayer that is led by the Holy Spirit. And that's what we're going to look at uh, this afternoon. So before I begin, I want to thank each and every one of you for being part of the prayer ministry. And for the many hours, of course, you invest in praying for the various requests that come to us. But the purpose of this meeting today is to give you some valuable teaching on prayer that will help us pray accurately, purposefully, in regards to how to pray and what to pray for as we ought. And it's wrong for us to assume that we know everything about prayer. You, we will never learn everything there is to learn about prayer. And if you recall, the disciples came to Jesus one day and they asked him to teach them how to pray. Well, I believe because they saw his life, they saw his lifestyle of prayer that, uh, and the results that followed Jesus when he prayed. And so today we do not have the Lord Jesus in person, but we do have the Holy Spirit living within us, teaching us and helping us in our prayer life. One of my desires and of my uh, goals in regard to this ministry is that I want our prayer ministry to excel. Uh, to be strengthened, to be empowered, and to be raised to another level so that every time we pray for something or someone, we see positive results. That is the prayer of my heart. Now, God has blessed this ministry with a number of things, but I believe that two of them that stand out from everything else is the ministry of the word and of course the ministry of prayer would you agree with me on that amen now we have seen some results but not enough we want to see frequent answers to prayer and we desire to see the manifestation of the miraculous released as we pray. Amen? Don't you want that? I want to see the miraculous power of God working when we pray. And I believe the secret or one of the master keys is when our spiritual senses are awakened fully, we will be able to see things in the spirit when we are asked to pray for, for certain people, situations, 
we are able to see things the way God sees them and we are able to hear from God as the Spirit ministers to us and understand what the Spirit is saying concerning the things we are praying about. And I believe that when we see in the Spirit and when we hear in the Spirit and understand things the way God sees them, I believe that we are empowered to pray with accuracy, with precision, and with confidence. And that's the key to answered prayer. Uh, we see in 1 John chapter 5, verses 14 and 15, 1 John 5, 14 and 15 says, Now this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. And this is what it means to pray with confidence. And when we pray with confidence, we know that God hears our prayer. And if we know that he hears our prayer, we know that we have already received our petitions, even long before we see the manifestation of those petitions. Now, <clears throat> if we have been praying for a long while about a matter and we are not seeing any results but the opposite, we need to examine, I believe, the way we have been praying and with the help of the Spirit, change our approach and change the way that we have been praying. This is very important. The Bible says that there are different kinds of prayer, not just one kind. And we need to know which kind of prayer to apply to every situation we are praying for. And uh, it was Kenneth Hagin who taught, and I, I heard him uh, a number of times saying that when he was praying a certain way for a while about a certain matter and he saw no results, he said he started changing the way he was praying about the situation. And that stuck with me. And we need to be open to that. Now, this is the conversation I had with the Lord. And, and, this, is, and this, of course, is part of the reason I called the prayer ministry together to minister this. When I asked the Lord, when I received a negative report from Bill, I think two days ago, if I'm not mistaken, maybe three, I was disappointed because I was expecting some positive results. And when that report came, I turned to the Lord in my disappointment. And I asked the Lord, what will it take for us to see Bill's situation reversed? And I heard distinctly in my spirit words 
from the scripture that is recorded in Matthew chapter 13 and verse 15. What I heard, I didn't hear the whole verse. I heard these words. If they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and turn, I should heal them. Now, let's read the whole verse from Isaiah chapter 6, verses 9 and 10. This is also recorded in the book of Matthew, and I think in the book of Luke as well. And he said, that's God speaking to Isaiah concerning his people. Go and say to this people, keep on hearing, but do not understand. Keep on seeing, but do not perceive. Make the heart of these people dull and the ears heavy and blind their eyes, lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with the heart and turn and be healed. Now, Jesus here in Matthew 13 was quoting Isaiah, who was prophesying about God's people, who though they heard the gospel, and saw the great miracles in Jesus' life and ministry, they did not believe. Now that's what unbelief does. It blinds the eyes and it shuts the ears. What, here, here's the key. What I understood as I meditated on what I heard was that if we are enabled to see things in the spirit concerning Bill's restoration, and hear from the Spirit, understand what are those things that prevent or oppose Bill's healing and begin to pray against them, tearing them down with our prayers. Bill's health will improve and he will be restored. Remember, we are not begging God to do what he has already done. From God's point of view, Bill is healed by the stripes of Jesus, past tense. In other words, this is what I understood, and this is the revelation I wanted to share with you. When our spiritual senses are awakened in prayer, we will turn. Because he said, if they see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with the heart, and they turn. So, when our spiritual senses are awakened as we pray, we will turn, change the way we are praying, and begin to tear down and destroy the strongholds that hold Bill captive to this bondage. Now, remember, just like the four, who carried the paralytic into the presence of Jesus. And when they could not enter by the door, they changed the strategy. They didn't get disheartened and disappointed and say, well, it's no use. We can't get into the house. Let's go back home. No. They did not allow the resistance to disappoint them, but they began to think and change their strategy and as a result, they went up on the roof and they started tearing down the tiles. And you know the story. The crowd and the tiles were preventing them from bringing their friend into the presence of Jesus. 
There was no question. If they could bring the friend into the presence of the Lord, he would be fine. He would be healed. He would be restored. No question about the will of God here. Jesus said, he who has seen me has seen the Father. When the leper approached him and said, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. He didn't doubt his power. He doubted the will of God. Jesus said immediately, I will be healed. Let's make that absolutely clear when we are praying for someone who is sick or suffering from any kind of sickness or disease. It is the will of God for them to be healed, to be restored, to be delivered. The Bible says Jesus anointed or God anointed Jesus of Nazareth who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed by the devil. God is the healer. The devil is the oppressor. Let's, let's not be confused about these things or about the will of God. You see, the crowd, the tiles were preventing them from bringing the friend into the presence of Jesus. And remember this. It was through this very miracle while Stephen was teaching that I was prompted by the Spirit while I was in Cyprus in May to call a fast for Bill's recovery. You recall that. And this, what I'm sharing with you, is in line with what Paul wrote to the, to the Corinthians. Let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 to 6. He's talking about spiritual warfare and weapons of warfare. He says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war or fight according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God. For what? For pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments. Another translation says imaginations, thoughts, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. He's talking about tearing down those strongholds, those thoughts, those doubts. Maybe it's the will of God for me to die. Maybe God doesn't want to heal this time. He heals sometimes. He doesn't heal other times. He doesn't heal everybody. All of these thoughts are exalting themselves above and the knowledge of God. It is not what God reveals to us in the word. There are fears. There are, there are relational issues that we need to be uh, warring against. The Bible calls them strongholds, that we need to tear them down through our intercessory prayer and open up the way for the healing to flow. Remember when Daniel prayed, in Daniel chapter 9, the Bible says he was before God for 21 days. And after 21 days, the angel of the Lord came to Daniel and he said, From the first day that you prayed, God answered your prayer and I was sent to you, but I was resisted. The prince of Persia resisted me. But as Daniel persevered in prayer, God sent the archangel Michael and warred against the prince of Persia, opened up the way, and he came with the answer. 
You see, the one who resists the will of God is the enemy. It's not God. We need to be clear that in our minds. And we also read in Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 9 and 10, we read similar words of what Paul said to the Corinthians. Let's read from verse 9, chapter 1, verse 9 and 10 of Jeremiah. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said to me, Behold, I put my words in your mouth. See, I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms to do what? With my word. To root out, to pull down, to destroy, and to throw down, and to build and to plant. You see, what are we to root out? Any form of sickness and disease. Anything that resists the will of God. What are we to pull down with the word in our mouth? We are to pull down the strongholds. We are to destroy the works of the enemy. Throw them down and build and plant the will of God and the influence of God's kingdom. Amen? Are you still with me? This is our task. That's why God put his word in our mouth to exercise faith in the word of God, to speak the word of God with faith, and to tear down those things that oppose the will of God in the lives of those we are praying for. Now, as you can see, this battle we are fighting is not with God. We're not begging God to do what he's already done. We're not asking God to heal Bill, because from God's point of view, he has already done that through the stripes of Jesus. Where do I, what, what do I base this testimony? 1 Peter 2.24, by whose stripes you were healed. Matthew 8.17, himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. If he took them and he bare them, why would we bear them? Galatians 3.13, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. The curse of the law was threefold, spiritual death, sickness and disease, poverty and lack. We are redeemed from that. Amen. The battle we are supposed to be engaged is against those spiritual forces, thoughts, imaginations, fears, unbelief strongholds, relational issues, and whatever else is opposing Bill's health and deliverance from this dreaded disease. Now, once we successfully remove these opposing forces, Bill's health will improve. He will begin to see recovery either immediately or gradually. And we're not speaking now from the medical science point of view. We are dealing with supernatural God who has supernatural power in order to do what man cannot do. Our faith is not in man. Our faith is in God. Yes, God uses doctors. He uses medication. But he's the one who delivers the healing. Now, one of the most effective ways we can pray about any situation is by um, praying in other tongues or in the spirit here is a portion of scripture 
that reveals to us how the Holy Spirit helps us in our prayers. Romans chapter 8, verse 26 and 27. Romans 8, 26 and 27. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Now, here's a question that, uh, that puzzled me for quite a while when I first was baptized in the Holy Spirit. Is praying in tongues really prayer that is led by the Spirit? Question. And here's a portion of scripture that helped me to understand that praying in other tongues is actually praying in the Spirit. Look at it with me, please. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verses 14 and 15 in the Amplified Classic. Now listen. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit, small s, by the Holy Spirit within me, capital S, prays. But my mind is unproductive. It bears no fruit and helps nobody. Then what am I to do? I will pray with my spirit by the Holy Spirit that is within me. And I will also pray intelligently with my mind and understanding. I will sing with my spirit by the Holy Spirit that is within me, but I will sing intelligently with my mind and understanding also. Please pay close attention to what Paul is saying here. He's saying, if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit small s, by the help of the Holy Spirit within me, capital S, praise. In other words, the Holy Spirit gives utterance to my spirit and I speak those words with my mouth. I am being led and guided by the Spirit to pray exactly the will of God in any situation. This is the highest form of prayer that we can pray because our mind is far too small to grasp the, 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 the mind of the Spirit or the heart of God and the desire of God or the will of God in the matter. That's where the Holy Spirit's help is invaluable in helping us to pray. Now, praying in the Spirit is prayer. It's spiritual, not natural because your natural mind does not know what you're saying. But please notice that he puts first spiritual prayer, then natural. Spiritual prayer, then natural. The one is with our spirit, the other is with our understanding, natural intelligence. And we need both. And the church today, by and large, has been depending only on one kind of prayer, and that is 
the natural kind with our understanding. Now I want to encourage you to spend time praying in the Spirit for the requests we receive. This is the gateway into the realm of the Spirit as well as the release of the other gifts of the Spirit, the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, prophecy, and on and on, gifts of healings. The, the, the praying in tongues is the gateway into the rest of the gifts of the Spirit. And now, if you are not able to pray in, in other tongues, then get filled or baptized in the Holy Spirit and you will be given your own private tongue to exercise in your prayer time. Now, a lot of believers confuse the ministry of tongues in a public place and interpretation with the private tongue that God gives you for your own edification and for your own prayer life. These are two separate things, and we need to clarify them, and we need to understand and separate them. Now, here is what the, the climax of what I wanted to share with you. While I was praying in the Spirit this morning for Bill, from deep down inside of me, the Spirit gave me prophetic utterance, and I began to prophesy over Bill. And that's another kind of prayer. You, this is more authoritative prayer. You're not asking for anything. You are making a decree and you're declaring the word of God over the person you are praying for. This is so powerful. I spoke these words by faith, prophesying and saying, Bill, you will wake up one morning and you will find that the symptoms in your body are retreating and dissipating and they will continue to do so until they are completely removed from you and every part of your body, your blood will be filled with health and vitality. That is a prophetic declaration. Now, when I spoke these words, there was such confidence, such faith that was poured into my spirit. I had no trace of doubt whatsoever. And I knew that I knew that this will come to pass just as I prophesied it. Are you listening to me? This is another kind of prayer that we need to exercise. But how did this come about? It didn't come about while I was praying with my natural understanding. I had to stop and think what I was saying because it came right out from deep within my spirit. This is the will of God for Bill. And don't you ever doubt. And you too, Bill. Don't you ever, ever doubt that, that it is God's will for you to be restored, to be healed. God has got a plan. He has a future, a bright future for you and Mel. 
your work is not finished yet. And we're not, I say it again, we're not going to let the devil shorten his life. We are the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we have been given authority over all manner of sickness and disease to cast it out, to heal the sick, and even to raise the dead. This came about as I was praying in other tongues. I don't know how long I was praying. Maybe half an hour, maybe 40 minutes. I didn't time it. But as I was praying, there came the prophetic utterance, and I began to speak it without thinking. Now, here are words that you can prophesy over Bill by faith. Psalm 118, as I close, and verse 17. Psalm 118, verse 17 says, I shall not die but live and declare the works of God. I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. This is how we can prophesy. We decree and declare by the authority of the word of God, Bill shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. Here is another one. Psalm 91 verse 16. This is the will of God. The will of God is the word of God. And the word of God is the will of God. God and his word are one. There is no disagreement between God and his word. Psalm 91, 16. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. We decree and we declare that with long life, God will satisfy Bill and show him his salvation in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, when I prophesied those words, I spoke directly to Bill. You know, he may be, th he may be uh, thousands of kilometers away, but there's no distance in the spirit. When I spoke to him, his spirit heard it. The spirit of God heard it. The angels of God heard it. The devil and his demons heard it. And I said, Bill, this is, this is what God is saying. You will wake up one morning and you will find that your symptoms are retreating, dissipating, and they will continue to do so until every symptom is removed from your body and your blood. And I remembered the words of Jesus in Mark eleven twenty three. Listen to what Jesus said. Whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatever he says. Whosoever shall say and not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatever he says. And you know what? I've tested that on myself. 
when I was going through those symptoms with my eyes, I woke up one morning and these words came to mind. Lord, I'm going to wake up one morning and there will be no symptom. There will be no drooping eyelid. There will be no blurry vision. There will be no double vision. They will disappear as though they were non-existent. Amen. So, let us as a prayer team rise to another level and be led by the Spirit what to pray for as we ought. So when you receive, when I put a prayer request on that channel, don't just rush. Assuming that you know how to pray. Stop. Ask, Holy Spirit, help me here. Pray a few minutes in other tongues or wait silently upon the Lord. Allow Him to guide you. Honor Him. The Bible says in all your ways, acknowledge Him. And when we do so, He directs us. And I guarantee you, we will see more answers to prayer than we have ever seen before. If you have been praying about a situation for a long time, and there is no improvement, no results, start changing the way you pray. Thank you for listening to this message. For additional resources or more information about this ministry, come and visit us at alphaomegaint.org.za.